0: Hello and welcome to our podcast We hope it encourages and inspires you Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch One of our team would love to talk to you Here's today's message Thanks Brad Hey, isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Yes. Oh, it's so good to be back with you, meeting together and singing together. And thank you so much for singing the goodness of God today. That is my all-time favorite song. Has there ever been a better song written? I don't think so. (laughs) To be back in the house and singing that song just did my heart so good. And... uh, It's so nice to be here, and I just want to say that um, as we're singing the goodness of God, I mean, I've done life without God, and I've done life with God, and doing life with God is better. And so if you don't know God, I would encourage you to seek Him out and ask Him questions, because truly doing life with God is so much better than without Him. Uh, I'm going to dedicate this sermon to John O, our beekeeper today. The title of my message today is The Bee and the Fly. And are we live, Caitlin? Hey, a big shout out to our online audience. Yeah. It's great to have you with us. Give me the hand. So good that you can join us from your living room and uh, and hear the sermon this morning. So again, the title of my message today is The Bee and the fly. I'm gonna start with the fly. Think about the fly. They love poo. They're drawn to it. They love to live amongst it, be amongst it. They're happy there. Do you know anybody like that? They like to put their crap on social media, get you involved in all their goings on and People understand what a fly is like, don't they? But I really want to focus on the bee this morning. You know, the bee is absolutely incredible. They are amazing. They are positive and not negative. They are hardworking, industrious. Uh, they live in community. That's a good thing, isn't that community? And sweetness and honey comes from their life. They are productive in a good way. Um, You know a bee? Are you a bee? We want to be a bee, don't we? You know, we are products of our environment. You know, this is our hive and it's great to be here today. And this is to be an environment of love and honour and unity. A healthy hive allows people to be loved and accepted and discover who you are. Now think about a greenhouse. A greenhouse, they're great for growing tomatoes in. They're really good for growing tomatoes in. You know, because you've got the perfect temperature. And then when you water your tomatoes, you can just put the water right at the base of the tomato. You don't have to wet the leaves or the tomatoes. And you put in a little bit of potash and fertilizer and wow! Tomatoes grow great in a greenhouse. Why? Because of the environment. And the church is to be an environment where people can become their best. Yeah. The atmosphere of love and honor is an environment which helps people to become the best they can be. Love and honor is a key to creating kingdom yeah. culture. Yeah. So we're going to create a great environment in this place where people will loved, accepted value can be redeemed and restored and live the life that God yeah. has for them. And I think about the prodigal son, who betrayed his father, went away to wild living, completely dishonouring the father, living a life that brought shame to the family, he went away and uh, gave himself to sinful, lustful desires. And lost everything. And ended up in the pig pen. Where he even desired to eat the pig food. And the Bible tells us that he came to himself. And remembered his father's house. And returned. Knowing he wasn't worthy to be a son. But hoping that the, his father would take him in as a servant. But when he returned. The father showed him unconditional love. and un- Conditional grace, unconditional (laughs) honor, unconditional restoration. If if God can do that for prodigals, can we do that also? Can this be a place where the hurt and the broken, the lost can come and understand the love of the Father through us? You know, this is our hive. This is The place where people get restored. This is the place where people come to know the love of God. Receiving and giving honour enables us to walk as true sons and daughters of God, restored to our rightful place to see heaven released in and through our lives. Now this morning I talked about the fly and the bee. Now, if you feel like you identify as the fly, well, I believe you've been lied to. You've absolutely been lied to and deceived because the reality is you've probably been treated like crap, told you crap, and and that's all you know. But the Bible tells us that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are the apple of... God's eye. You've been lied to. I just want to say that there are no flies in this place. There are only bees. There's bees that have been lied to and bees that need to discover their true identity and understand what God says about yeah, you. So could you do me a favour this morning and turn to your neighbour and say, You're a bee. And now your other neighbour and say, You're a bee. you think you're a fly, I'm going to help you. Because, uh, you know, the enemy rarely does attack our identity. And I know this firsthand. hand. Uh, a number of years ago now, I was born in Oamaru, and my parents named me Kal. And Cal means spiritual strong man, tiller of the soil, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow! But I lost that identity, because before I could even... Speak when I was just real little. I must have been a scruffy little child because they nicknamed me Scruff. Now, names are prophetic and names are powerful. And so I was called Scruff my whole upbringing. My family, my friends, everybody called me Scruff. And guess what? I was a Scruff. I grew into that name. I uh, had some wayward years and uh, I was so, so scruffy. And that's who I became. And I feel for some people here today because you've even had worse names than scruff. Like some people are told they're hopeless and useless and never going to be good for anything. That's terrible. There's a saying that uh, sticks and stones may break your bones but names will never hurt you. That's not true. You break a bone and it will heal. You get called a name and man, it puts a little in your life and yeah. it brings shame and it can shut a person down for years and, uh, and you know, they're born a bee but they identify as a fly yes. because of names that have been put on people. You know, names are so prophetic. We have child dedications yeah, and we always ask the parents what the name is, you know. As a parent, you are God's agent for releasing identity and blessing over your children. But sometimes parents don't do that. And it's mainly because of their own hurt and their own brokenness. And maybe they had a crap upbringing and that's all they know. But uh, the enemy really wants to attack our identity. And the enemy wouldn't be attacking you if something very valuable wasn't inside of you. Thieves don't break into empty houses. You've got a purpose. And so I want you to understand that today, that you have a purpose. God has a purpose for you. And and, uh, that's what I pray today, that you will know who you are. That you know you belong. And you know that you can grow and be the best that God has for you. Again, names are prophetic. Eve never had children until Adam named her Eve. And the name Eve means mother of the living. That was a prophetic name that brought her into prophetic destiny. And I love the story of Jacob. The name Jacob means trickster or deceiver. And he deceived his own brother out of his birthright. And then he went and got deceived and tricked himself. His whole life was a life of deception and lies and trickery and then he wrestled with God. All night Jacob wrestled with God and his hip was dislocated and he would not let God let go. And he wrestled with him and said, God I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. He wrestled with God in one, isn't that incredible? Who's done that? Not me. (laughs) He wrestled with God and won. And God blessed him. But how did God bless him? It wasn't cattle. It wasn't money. It was a new prophetic name. He got called Israel, which means Prince of God. Does that show you how powerful a prophetic name is in your life? Do you need to have an understanding of who you are? What your name means? Again? Maybe you need a new name. I mean, Abraham had to get a new name. He had to be called Abraham to come into his prophetic promises and destiny. And then there's Simon, who couldn't be an apostle until he was named Peter. And then there was Saul, who wasn't an apostle until he was named Paul. Can you see how important names are and how prophetic they are? What is your name? And do you need to wrestle with God about your identity? Who God says you are, so that you can come into your prophetic promise. Because when you've been lied to, it puts a lid on your life. Yeah. Let's lift some lids today. Yeah. Because the Bible does tell me that you are the apple of God's love. <laughs> that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not a mistake. You are royalty. You are precious. God loves you, and God even demonstrated his love for you by dying on a cross. If you were the only person on this planet, Christ would have died for you because he loves you that much. That's how much he values you. So, let's leave the flies and the dung and let's get amongst the bees, eh? I've got some bee facts for you. Each bee only lives for about five or six weeks and makes around about a twelfth of a teaspoon of honey. It's not much, is it? Bees like the colour blue, and so they love lavender and rosemary. Bees have to fly the equivalent of three times around the world to produce one kilogram of honey. Wow! The bee is one of the most industrious creatures on the planet, up there with a the dairy farmer and carbon season, aren't they? <laughs> they work in an organised fashion and they are very productive, with their hard work, they are able to pollinate thousands of crops, make honey, create beeswax, and royal jelly. Proverbs 24, verse 13. Gaining wisdom is delightful and rewarding, like the taste of sweet honey itself. Wow, that's what wisdom's like. Who wants wisdom? It's like sweet honey. Sweetest thing you can get. And Christianity is about positive and sweet metaphors. Bees work in an organized system in spite of having hundreds and thousands of bees in a single colony. They are able to work efficiently because they stick to each of their roles. 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 So you've got to know your role and you've got to know your calling. And if God has called you to be a queen, to be a queen. Eat your royal jelly and be the best, Queen, you can be. Know that you are a bride of the King of Kings, yeah. and rise up, Sarah. You're called to be a queen. Sarah, you're called to be a queen. Rise up and be the best queen you can be. If you're called to be a queen, walk in your royalty and authority. Be even, crush. Be a queen. If you're called to be a queen. Be the queen. Fiona, if you're called to be a queen, walk in your royalty, walk in your authority, and know who you are. You're a bride of the king of kings. And who remembers Deborah in the Old Testament? A judge of Israel, a leader. Did you know that her name translates to, me, be? Wow. And she was a prophetess, a judge, a leader and an amazing woman of God. God raised her up to lead. And I've heard people say that, oh, well, God only used Deborah because no man in the land would step up to the plate and lead. Well, I don't believe that for a moment. (laughs) Not at all. I mean, God used Moses, who was a murderer. He used David, who was an adulterer. And think about Gideon. He was a coward of a man, hiding from God, hiding from the enemy, and God could use him. So I don't believe for a moment that God only used Deborah because no man would step up. God uses who he chooses to use, and he used a woman to step up and to lead Israel at that time. And so if you're called to be a queen, be a queen. And then there's drones. The the drones, those bees, they protect the hive. And uh, they're amazing, and I like to be to our intercessors, our spiritual warriors, our people that uh, watch over the house of God. And God shows you stuff to pray into. If you're called to be a drone, if you're called to be an intercessor, if you're called to be a watchman, if you're called to be a spiritual warrior, then that's what you do. If that's your place. Rise up with your calling and do that with all your might. And then there's the workers. The busy bees. You know, we're to roll up our sleeves and to serve. We get ourselves on rosters, we serve in our community. If you're called to be a worker, you work. Even Jesus says, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom to men. How much more should we be serving if we're called to be a worker? Called to serve Then, if you're called to serve in the body of Christ and serve. Uh, in the kingdom, then let's serve, let's serve one another, let's serve the king of kings, let's go. Isaiah 7 verse 18, and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord will whistle for the fly that is in the furthest part of the rivers of Egypt. One of the names of the devil is Beelzebub, which means Lord of the Flies. And Egypt is always a picture of the world. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord will whistle for the fly that is in the furthest part of the rivers of Egypt, and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. Flies can fall in great number when when they they were one of the plagues in Egypt. But the bee is likened to the Assyrian army. The Assyrian army had systematic training in an orderly march. The Assyrians were effective strategists and worked in unison. As we see more and more plagues coming on the earth, it is so important that the church stands together in unity. Like the Assyrian army together in unity, each one knowing their role, we are stronger together. Psalm 118 verse 2 they surrounded me like bees. They went out like a fire among thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. Surrounded like a swarm of bees. I mean, one bee's not too much of a problem, is it? But when you get a swarm of bees, man, that's quite intimidating. Isn't it? So we are stronger together. A bee stinger is known to inflict sharp pain, which is compared to a fire among thorns. You ever had the little thorn of the bee go into you? It burns. It's a good analogy, isn't it? That little thorn, thorn burns. It sets you on fire when they sting you. Bees will fight and die for their hive. And so, today's message is a message of unity. We're to stand together, we're strongly together. We're to know our part and our place in the body of Christ. And so we stand together in unity. And uh, there's so many things that want to divide us these days. Uh, For example, vaccines. I mean, I can't believe the amount of people who have asked me for my opinion on vaccines. Um, I know quite a bit about how to live a Christian life, and I know quite a bit about house painting, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not very good with the medical stuff. I mean, the best advice I can give you is this, if you're not not, not feeling very well, Go have some KFC. <laughs> you always feel better after KFC. It's health food, I tell you. Feeling unwell? Go have some KFC. I promise you, you'll feel better after that. That's that's the best I've got for you. Sorry. <laughs> but if you want to know what I stand for, I stand for unity. Yeah. I stand, I stand for us being together and uh, not being divided about face masks, vaccines, and everything that's coming at us. I mean, uh, who wants to divide us? Not God. And uh, I've prayed about this, and this is a wee revelation I have, is that uh, the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, there's no discord, there's no unity amongst them. They're not divided about vaccines and masks. They're still in unity. And if they can still be together in unity, so can we, can't we? So let's stand together, we're an army together, let's not be divided over things that are happening and what we're getting bombarded with uh, in the media. Hey can I get the band up, Uh, one thing I love is just coming together and singing, why don't we sing the goodness of God again? eh? Because I think it's so powerful when we stand in unity and sing. But I'm going to finish with this, John 6 verse 37. All that my Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will most certainly not cast out. I will never, never reject anyone who follows me. You know, God will never reject anyone. Not the prostitute, not the tax collector, not the prodigal son, not the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated. Anybody who comes to God, He will never, ever reject them or cast them out. We should be the same. That's us the church. Everybody's welcome. Everybody can come. We don't turn people away here. Everybody can come into an environment where they're loved, they're honored, and they can discover themselves and be the bee that God has called them to be. It's an incredible bee and the fly analogy. Did you kind of get that straight off the bat today? Yeah. Yeah. We're to find ourselves. Discover who we are in Christ and what we're called to be, and be the best bee that we can be. Busy bee, you know, praying, interceding, if you're called to be a queen, be a queen. Why don't we stand and uh, why don't we worship God together today and